Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode. I will say when I go to the gym Monday morning and then come home and record, I have so much more kind of zing and pep and excitement and probably volatility. Uh, when I record on the weekends, it's it's good, but um, I love starting my Monday mornings. Monday morning, getting up at 5 a.m. is literally the highlight of my week because my life is pretty custom tailored fit to what I want it to be. And so to get to start each week, kind of getting out of bed and just engaging right away, it's the coolest thing. And so I love having kind of that extra excitement as I roll into doing a recording. And as I'm getting started here, I want to reference first an episode of the Joe Martino show, episode 199, where he and I had a conversation about what it looks like when your goals start to shift. And it was, I thought, a fantastic kind of back and forth between two people, one who's kind of the leader and myself, who's a little bit of the follower, learning from someone to not always emphasize, what do I want the outcome to be? Instead, the goal is, what do I want my inputs to be? Because I can influence outcomes, but I can control inputs to a large degree. And if I demand control of outcomes, like I demand something has to look a certain way as an end product, I actually I'm probably going to experience significantly more distress in my life because I'm focusing on something that's not actually controllable. It's influenceable. It's not controllable. And so at some point when it shifted for me that I want to control inputs, my life shifted in really profound ways. And Joe has been someone who's walked with me through that journey of kind of hyper rigidity, control, things have to look a certain way into, well, wait, wait a second. What do I want to be true about me in the process? And so the episode we had last time, episode 113, talks about living out your values. And today I'm going to talk with you about how I landed on the values that I've chosen. Now, I still have goals. I still have things that I'm working for. But in the meantime, what I'm doing is I'm setting intentionally my internal compass to point me in the direction I want to go. So I decide what do I want to be true about my life? And then I walk in that direction by accruing internal resources that are congruent with what I want to be true. So regardless of what happens with me environmentally, regardless of what happens with me relationally, vocationally, it doesn't actually matter because the goal is to show up the best way I can with intentionality and purpose and be the best representation of who I want to be. And so I'm going to reference Joe one more time. Uh, Who knows? He might come up later. But one of the things that was really interesting is I think it was when I say last April, I'm talking about 2021. So we're talking about 16 months ago from when I'm recording this. And at that time, something, I mean, first off, there was a big shift going on in my life that I was the catalyst for. But there was a second shift going on in my life that I had zero control over and that devastated me. It absolutely left a hole in my heart. And I remember 
saying to Joe, or I sent him a Snapchat that said something about um, me popping off at a meeting. And I was being lighthearted and it, it was just kind of a cheeky reference to the fact that I got a little lippy. And he said to me, he said, but Steph, is that who you want to be? Is that how you want to get your needs met? He said, now it is funny. It, it's fine what you did, but is that really who you want to be when you're distressed? That's the type of friend that I need in my life because whilst others may have found it humorous or been like, you know, add a girl, Joe was saying to me, but wait, what about your inputs? What about your internal compass? That doesn't sound congruent with who you want to be. And I had to look at that and say, okay, I'm in a really hard season right now. And a lot of people tiptoe around me, but I have a friend reminding me, Steph, your character counts and I want you to be seen well and I want you to show up well. And you have to consider that even when you're in a season of high distress. And so when we build up our internal resources, our world can be on fire and we can still be that person, even though the environment is not going the way we want it to or the way we think it should. It's all about character development. Now you can go ahead and Google kind of a core values clarification template or sheet. There's a ton of them out there. I use one from Dr. Judy Ho. I also use some that are just kind of in random Google searches, but basically it generates a list of 50, 75, 100 character traits. And then you go through and you whittle down the list to like your top 10. And then you whittle down the list to like your top three. Now the bummer is by and large, they're all great values to ascribe to. So you've got to decide what things are most important to you. So there has to be kind of a a self-efficacy that goes on there that says A, B, and C are what matters to me. And so I landed on three after I did my values clarification. I landed on three and I will tell you, my character has shifted substantially since I decided to do this because I set up a framework for my life that I want to be true regardless of the external circumstances. So I shared in Monday's episode, my goals are honesty, generosity, and patience. Now, honesty is one of the things that pushes back intentionally against my people-pleasing skill. This is where boundaries come in for me. This is imperative for someone who has had a faulty relationship with the truth because I would suppress my needs. I would suppress things that were injustices. I would not talk about things that needed to be talked about, and that's not honest. And so one of the things I've given myself permission to do, but I've also actually demanded of myself, is you show up and you show up honestly and you say the hard things. And that includes things like being vulnerable. And that includes things like looking bad things in the face and calling them what they are. I wrote for my blog the other day about the fact that someone got close to me that by all intents and definitions fits the identifier of a predator. And I can say that now because I'm not going to pretend that those people don't exist in my life. And not only will I call truth into the situation, I will boldly look someone in the eye and say, that was not okay. And what you did is not acceptable. Old me wouldn't have done that because I would have prioritized comfort or I would have prioritized other people's opinions. And I can't do that anymore because I've promised myself to show up honestly. The second value that I've ascribed to, and this is one I shared about in episode 113, is generosity. Now for me, it's more than just being charitable. Generosity has a whole host of things. See, I said I might mention Joe again. Joe is the one who very repetitively talked to me about generosity and assumptions. And I would sit with him in other clinical work too, and he would say this to clients all the time. What about generous assumptions? What about not assuming the worst about the person who's on the other side of the conversation with you? What about assuming that other people are allowed to have bad days too? Generosity is a spirit. Generosity is a posture that says other people might have shortcomings. Generosity also says, I want to gift things to people. I want to show up for people in big ways. I want to do things that are altruistic, do things that do love people well and support them. And I've talked on the last episode too about some of my financial rigidity that shows up. Generosity specifically pushes back against a character quirk that I need to develop. 
And so generosity for me made a lot of sense. Now in your story, maybe you don't have the same quirks I do. And so generosity is not your value. That's why you custom tailor the values to fit what you need to be true and what you want to be true. The last one I have is patience. I have a, and that's funny because the last thing I have is patience too on occasion, but that's an area where I need intentional work. So I have a trauma history and a trauma history for me means often I find myself reacting to things in a big way. And patience says, I have to slow the cadence of things down and say, wait a second, is this what's actually happening here? Might I actually be misinterpreting things? Might my brain be engaging in some convoluted thinking? You know, it happens on occasion. I don't want to, you know, claim it's regularly, but it, it's probably fairly consistent, unfortunately. But it's something that I've had to really work on because this is something that going forward, if and when I find a partner, it's going to be so important that I see that in them as well because I have these quirks, because I have this trauma history. But in the meantime, my job is to be patient with myself too. My job is to say, Steph, you don't have to have everything figured out, right? It goes back to the things that I influence and not worrying about the outcomes. What are my inputs? What are the things that I can influence and control? Patience is something that I am intentionally building the skill of as I work through career shifts, as I work through new relationships, as I work through financial goals, as I push through different recreational things that I would like to do. Patience is key. It also pushes back against my scarcity mindset that runs. So one of the things that for me was a moment of strength is when I went to purchase art, I have this artist that I really like. He's a graffiti artist. His name is Create, so it's K-R-E-8. And he's really blowing up right now in Park West Gallery and in addition to kind of his own home communities. And I love his aesthetic. It's kind of this multimedia approach. He, he just has a lot of buzz around him right now. So when I went to buy my first piece, the seller was like, wait, but I have these two other pieces and I know you want them. I could give them all to you for this price. And it was a pretty high price. It was outside of what I was willing to pay. And um, I said, no, no thanks. I just want this one piece. And they said, okay, but when you come back and you want to buy the self-portrait or the Dapper Dan one, they're probably not going to be available. And I said, that's okay. I haven't set the money aside for these yet. And so I'm not interested in these. Well, but you could finance them. And the thing is, I said, I have the money sitting in my bank account, but that's not what the money is for. And they said, okay, but these, these are going to be sold pretty quickly. And I said, okay, here's the thing. I've set aside money for this first piece and this first piece is very important to me because it means something to me because I've earned every dollar and set it aside for this investment. If you continue to push me, however, I will walk away from all of them because I am not going to purchase three things because you're trying to speak into fear or speak into my scarcity mindset or try to insist that this opportunity is going away. I'm not going to play that game. So either I get the one that I want or I'm going to have to walk away from this. Now here, that was me showing up with honesty, showing up with a boundary. I was also being patient about something that I've worked towards purchasing. And I was also generously saying to them, hey, you're pushing it. I'm willing to buy here still, but you're pushing it. And in that particular dynamic, I think I handled myself not only really well, but it was a really cool moment to, to notice that my internal compass is working. I've said it and my job is to be checking in with myself. Am I showing up honestly? Am I showing up with patience? Am I showing up with generosity? So patience means I'm not making impulsive decisions. I'm not deciding what feels good right now and pay the price later. I don't play that game anymore. I proactively engage the life that I want and I decide that patience is key to me getting where I want to go. And now I don't know where I want to go in the sense of I have a specific goal, but I certainly know that patience, generosity, and honesty will get me there.
And my decisions, when I made these goals, when I landed on these core values, my decision was not about what are others doing. My decision was not about what can I get out of this situation. My decision wasn't what am I scared of? What what do I want to do based on my mood? The neat thing is that at the end of the day, regardless of whether or not the day was a complete dumpster fire, I can ask myself these questions. Was I honest? Was I generous? Was I patient? And then I also ask, how can I do better? And I ask these questions again and again and again, and they're becoming automatic at this point because that's who I want to be. My internal compass matters so much. And I want you to consider, what do you want from your internal compass? What do you want your core values to be? Now, these things are gradual shifts, right? I have this history that runs where I'm impatient, where I'm more hoarding versus generous, where I'm a people pleaser versus being honest. And so when those things show up, I have to give myself grace and patience. say, of course they show up. Those are your automatic thinking, but you're also actively trying to do it different. And that matters too. And you got this. And patience says you're going to have to try again and again to reorient your compass, but we can do that. New patterns take time. That's why patience matters to me. New patterns take time. That's why I don't lie to myself. That's why I don't give myself outs. I'm honest with myself about stuff you've got to do better. And I'm also generous with self-compassion towards me when I get it wrong. And so all of those values align to allow me to be a much better version of myself Because it's not about the outcomes anymore. It's about the inputs. It's about what I influence. And it's about how I want to show up each and every day. And I want you to think about that. How do you want to show up? Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.